Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh. He really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband. Wife. This is an intro. It is only an intro. (laughs) Do not adjust your sets. Yeah, uh, you've been struggling with that uh, recently. I have, but not only is this an intro, it's an intro of an intro. Oh, wow. Interesting. Right? Because um, what we are going to be talking about today is um, the next section of the Bible following the um, uh, uh, Pentateuch. Got it. The first five and that would be Books. Joshua, correct? It starts with Joshua. Yes, that is the next book. Right. But there is a, a natural break. There's a, another section following those first five books. Okay. And I will get into that here shortly. All right. Okay, so today what we are going to discuss is something that is difficult to pronounce. Okay. Or spell. Yeah, I already gathered that. Yeah, it's called Deuteronomistic History. That sounds like a mouthful. It is quite the mouthful. And what it entails is um, the continuation of the story from Deuteronomy. Okay. Which is why, you know, we're about to start Joshua. Yeah. And Joshua picks up where Moses left off. Right. But it, and, you know, we said in the last episode, I think, that um, some people propose including the book of Joshua in the um, Pentateuch and call it a Septuagint. Yeah. Um, But instead of going, including that back, they include it in the next section going forward. Okay. And so the Deuteronomic Doom 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 Car Doom Buggy <laughs> Okay Deuteronomistic history yeah. um includes the book of Joshua, the book of Judges, first Samuel, second Samuel, first King, and Second King. And you'll notice that I left Ruth out. Yeah, no, that's... Ruth is its own little thing that's stuck in there. And I will probably do a separate episode to find out what, why. Right. Yeah, that's really weird. But it's not mentioned as part of the Deuteronomistic history. Now, let's keep in mind that all of these books were written and rewritten and redacted and put together. So... To even say who wrote what, when, is very, very... I mean, there's so many different versions and, yeah, So there's no way. So somebody stuck Ruth in there. Sure. And like I said, I'll do do some research into that and that'll be a later kind of thing. Right. When we get to Ruth. Definitely. Which, you know, follows Judges, which follows Joshua. Right. So we will get there. Okay. But um, I just thought it was cool that, you know... This whole time we've been trying to get through the first five books and then celebrate that. Right. And then we've got the whole rest of the Old Testament, which is like a billion books. Right. And yeah, I know. So, like when I I have to say, like when I went to go find out, because we, we started this without really planning anything ahead of time. And mm-hmm. like we had no idea what we were jumping into. Right. And at one point, like maybe if, I don't know, it's, it's probably been less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. I looked up how many chapters were in the Bible, and it was like a thousand books. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no, how many no, chapters? No, how many chapters? You're it right. was a thousand eighty nine, 
And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to take us forever. Yeah. So that's when we kind of changed, you know, like we started changing formats or talking about changing formats at that point. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And there was also a a point, there was also a point at which you thought that the Pentateuch was the Old Testament. I, I, like, I I I literally don't have any religious upbringing. I know, same. I mean, I've been to church a total of maybe 20 times in my life. Right. Like, that's being generous, probably. Probably. So. No, I hear you. I hear, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm not saying that to make fun of you. I'm saying that when you come to this book with zero knowledge, you don't know what to expect. And when you've only heard this word and that word thrown about, you don't know how to apply it. Right. So, yeah, we're, we're coming at this and I wanted to find another natural break after the first five. And so reading it as the Deuteronomistic history allows us to do that. Okay. So I'm very excited that that there's a break. That there's a natural break. <laughs> and I'm hoping that we find more groupings like that okay. as we go. Sure. Um, that's what I'm going to be looking for going forward so that we can celebrate milestones along the way. Right, right. So um, who wrote Joshua? Is kind of the question, right? Sure. So almost all scholars agree that the book of Joshua holds little historical value, meaning that shit probably didn't happen. And if it did, it didn't happen when you say it happened. Right. Um, For early Israel, and it most likely reflects a much later period. Huh. So that's interesting. Yeah. So when we're like, when did it to, to talk about who wrote it? You have to talk about when was it written? Right. So, um, they're like, not anybody you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, there's now general agreement that it was composed as part of a larger work, the Deuteronomistic history. Okay. So that's why all of these separate books are included huh. in this. Okay. All right. And it um, stretches from the book of Deuteronomy to the book of Kings, which is what I said. Right. Um, to the books of kings, sorry, books. Okay. Because there's two kings, first king and second king. Unlike Trump who said king one and king two. Now, I have a quick question. Does yeah. this Does this have anything to do with the different types of writers that wrote the Bible? Like there's yes. the, you know, the, the genres of writers that whatever, yes. you know. Yes, like the Deuteronomist yeah. that we refer to as the one who wrote. Sure. And and that that is not when we say one we mean a group of people right, a right, group right. of priests but a, a a style that stands out in yes, the Bible basically. yes yes so this is basically a continuation of Deuteronomy okay so that's why it's referred to as the Deuteronomistic history because it's still these same kind of priests oh that makes sense that makes right. Sense. Um, I'm assuming maybe Ruth doesn't meet that threshold or something. Yeah, so So. I'm not sure why it was stuck there. I would think that it would be stuck after. Well, maybe it was stuck because maybe it has something to do with the story, but it's not written by the same people. Right, exactly. So who knows? That is very likely what it is. Or maybe, you know, it just got stuck there. There's no way of knowing. (laughs) There's no way of knowing until we... That could be just as likely, you know? There's no way of knowing until we get there, and even then we might not know. Right. So, because I honestly, I know that there is a novel called The Book of Ruth, and it was like an Oprah book club kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think it was, like, I think it was a tongue-in-cheek title. I don't think it was, like, based on The Book of Ruth. From the Bible? I said roof. You did. (laughs) (laughs) I am so having problems speaking. So um, I don't even know what the book of Ruth is about. I don't either. We'll get there in a bit. Right. Yeah. So um, 
lots of scholars now believe that it was composed first at the court of King Josiah, which is one of the books that we will eventually get to. Okay. In the late 7th century BCE. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And then it was extensively revised in the 6th century BCE. Huh. And just to be clear, I think Moses' happenings were happening like 2000 to like 2000 BCE or something like that, like 1500 to 2000 BCE. I honestly don't remember. I could be wrong. Like that's that's a big, very big generalization. But I know. Well, if they're talking about the Bronze Age, then they're talking about even further back than that. So, right. Which there is a lot of Bronze Age stuff happening. So I don't know. It's obviously there's no dates written down for this shit. So right. So um, that's the question. You know, right. when when was all this shit written? Right. Right. And. What parts of it were written together and... And even what are they referring to? Like what, what yeah. time periods are they referring to? Re- exactly. Regardless of when it was written. Yeah, exactly. So the term Deuteronomistic history was coined in 1943. Mm, not that long ago. Not in, that long ago. In the grand ago. scheme of things. Right. By a biblical, um, a German biblical scholar to explain the origin and purpose of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. Okay. So... um I thought that that was interesting that, you know, we're we're using this break and it was only, you know, in the last century. Right. You know, yeah. a thing that that came to be. Yeah. Um, he argued that these books were the work of a single 6th century BCE author slash compiler ah. seeking to explain recent events, the fall of Jerusalem and the Babylonian exile. I see. Using the theology and language of the book of Deuteronomy. Huh. Okay. So um, I don't know much about that time period. I don't know about the so fall of Jerusalem. So is he saying like that Deuteronomy was written by somebody different, but this one took that and then expanded on it? That's what it sounds like to me. Um, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Okay. I don't know enough about this stuff like i'm not a scholar or right, an academic right, yeah. no I, so, just, I didn't know if you would come across that or not no so. i i didn't and um there was so much and i um this actually is something i meant to say at the beginning i wanted to talk about this section of the bible without um getting too far ahead of our reading because i, I don't want to say like spoiler alert or anything right. like that um because how spoilery can a several thousand year old book be sure but well, i mean we, we we don't know a lot of this stuff so. i don't i don't know what's going to happen in the book of joshua right and so i don't really want to talk about too much stuff that um is going to happen is going to happen that we're not at yet right because it'll be out of context sure sure and so i i was really um hindered in my research of finding out what is the next section who wrote it and when versus but you know, don't tell me too much. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that that's, you know, we're, we're trying to get a little bit of information mm-hmm. to move forward and learn more about the Bible than we did before because sure. we, we really didn't know much of anything. I think that is what our goal has been. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's different people listening to us for different reasons. Sure. But, um, you know, I, I'm happy to learn a little bit and, and move along and then yeah. maybe revisit what we touch on Later down the road, you know, we right. might do special episodes going back and researching some of this stuff after we're done because 
there's so much interesting crap. You well, know, like, I mean, I didn't really fully appreciate everything that had happened in the first five books of the Bible until I did that recap of the first five books of the Bible. Right. And I didn't even realize until um, I, I think it was the fourth book that the people had reached Canaan twice. Right. You know, like that. I. It's not that it wasn't stated. It's just that. This is so outside of my normal reading that it didn't sink in. Right. So, I, and I should qualify when I say interesting. I mean, this is a relevant book still today to people that are around us, and it it is much of our history. Like this is this this is huge for all of history that I am a part of right now. The book is huge, not the things in it. The fact right. that so many people flock to this thing. Right. But that's what makes the the intricacies I think a little bit more right. interesting because it's it's neat to find out where they come from, what 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 inspired this crap, you know? Like what inspired why, this crap? Could, yeah. That's like our whole podcast in a nutshell. What inspired <laughs> this crap? I mean, right? I mean, basically, yeah, like it is basically crap. So so to move on, um, the author used his sources with a heavy hand, um, depicting Joshua as a grand, divinely guided conquest, okay. judges as a cycle of rebellion and salvation, and the story of the kings as recurring disaster due to disobedience of God. Oh, man. So, no way. They're, they disobey God again? But we did know that that no was coming, way. so that's not a spoiler, <laughs> because... You know, God specifically gave that right. spoiler yeah, yeah, yeah. alert himself. Yeah. So um, that's what we have to look forward to, though. Joshua apparently is going to be epic. And then when we get into awesome. Judges, there's going to be lots of fun stuff where they're bad. They're I'm so bad. bad. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to that, honestly. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's now widely believed that the history was, in fact, first written in the late 7th century BCE as a contribution to King Josiah's program of reform and only later revised and updated by a 6th century author. Oh, so it was later revised and updated. Yeah. I see. Yep. And um, I'm, I am I made this note and I didn't look into it because I, I don't want to know where it falls yet. Okay. But, but there is a um, mountain that we're going to come across called Gibeath Haraloth, which translates to Hill of Foreskins. <laughs> and, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I Hill of Foreskins, really? There's a reason. I don't want to get into <sighs> it yet because we're going to come across it. But I couldn't not take that note. That's That's so... Absurd. That is so absurd. Yes. I mean, I could say that about so many things that we've read so yes. far, but that is that is definitely absurd. Well, I that is my final note on today's topic. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it was a good place to end. A hill of foreskins. Where do you go from there? I no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's our introduction to the Deuter. What was it? Deuteronomistic history. That's it. Wow. I got it. Okay. You got it. Um, and then tomorrow we're going to have a special episode. We are. Special episode. So special. So yeah, t tune in for that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to come with kind of a new announcement for things too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we will see you guys then. Bye. Or, well, you'll hear from us then. Well. I say see all the time. I mean, I think it's fine. It's yeah. fine. All see right. ya. Whatever. See you later. Bye. Bye.
Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> so we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, escal- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Husband, it's the end. It is indeed, wife. Tell the people where they can contact us. Well, they can get a hold of us via our email, which is uh, sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. We have Twitter at sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, why do you know? Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> Ugh. All right. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a Pinterest page. But if you really want to get our attention, Twitter is where it's at. Twitter is where you're at. Yeah. And um, they should also review, like, and subscribe, yeah? Definitely. Apple Podcasts um, reviews help us out tremendously. And uh, we also can use your support on Patreon, which is a great place to uh, support us as well. That would be at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.